0: Lions needed help at tight end. They go out and grab help today. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We got a full week of hype for the NFC championship game. It's Locked On Lions, everybody, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Matt Derry with you on a Monday, January 22nd, a Victory Monday to Tuesday, January 23rd. Thanks for checking us out wherever you get your podcasts, making us your first listen each and every day. Got to give a special hello and a shout out to our everydayers who are out there from, I got people hitting me up from over in England. We got folks down south in Texas. Hit me up. I'll list off some names probably later on this week, but thanks to all of you for checking us out wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribing on our Locked Lions YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed yet, please hit that button. Uh, yeah, we're getting close to 10,000 subscribers. Locked On Lions uh, brought to you today by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free, At linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL, that's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. On the show today, Zach Ertz is here. Yes, the Lions needed help at tight end. They go find help. It's a pretty good pickup for January 22nd. We'll get into that coming up. we got the PFF grades. we got news on Debo Samuel. We got Cleet Blakeman is the official. Oh, my goodness. All of that today on Locked on Lions. Follow us on Twitter at Dairy Speaks and at Locked on Lions, Matt Dairy Facebook fan page on uh, threads at The Real Matt Dairy, and again on our Locked on Lions YouTube channel. But how great is this? How fun was your Monday today going back into work, whether it was in the conference room, whether it was in the kitchen, whether it was the water cooler? Are there water coolers anymore? Coffee machine, whatever it was, you're talking about the Lions. Everybody's on board everybody's into it was at the gym today lions gear everywhere and why not it seems one one away from the super bowl and what i love about dan campbell and everybody on the team is they're keeping their composure nobody's going too crazy nobody's overly celebrating two playoff wins yes the lions are thrilled and they'll be heading to san francisco to have to try to win a road playoff game something they have not done since 1957 in san francisco by the way um but they've, their minds are right. They're focused. And, yes, they're seven-point underdogs, but there are plenty of people, including me, that think that the Lions have a very good chance of winning this football game. They've got great momentum. They're playing well up front. We saw what happened Saturday night. San Francisco at times got dominated by an inferior Green Bay team. The Packers O-line, even when Zach Tom went out of the game, they were pushing that 49er front back. Chase Young, Nick Bosa, Armstead, Hargrave—they were getting shoved back by that Packer O-line. What's the Lions' strength? Their offensive line. We know this today is that Jonah Jackson's not going to play this week. We'll update you on that momentarily. But I still think this Lions O-line can do some damage. You have the two-headed monster with Montgomery and Gibbs can run that football, keep the Niners off the field, and uh, control control the game. So why can't the Lions win? Of course. San Francisco really good? Yes. If Debo Samuel plays, you throw him in there with Kittle, Ayuk, McCaffrey, they're loaded. All right, and the Lions defense, as we've known the last, what, five weeks, It's not exactly played the number one receiver real well. Mentioned this on the post-game pod yesterday. You go back five weeks, go to Justin Jefferson, then C.D. Lamb, then Jefferson again, then Nakua, then this past week, Mike Evans. Lions are handing out... Uh, 100-yard games for number one receivers like candy on Halloween. That's just how it is. They'll be drafting a couple of cornerbacks for sure. They'll probably sign one in free agency. But regardless, they still have found a way to win these football games and they should have won in Dallas. We know that. That's the last topic I'm going to talk about is the Cowboys. But Lions are going as underdogs, but I I like their chances. Um, I do. And I think they'll be focused. And I think You know, Jared Goff's thrown for over 560 yards in the playoffs so far with no interceptions. Got to take care of the football, but man, this is just so exciting. So exciting. This week, of course, we'll do the crossover with Brian Peacock, locked on Niners on Thursday. I'm working on a guest that's going to be a surprise. All right. All I'll say is I'm working on it. Could be tomorrow, could be Wednesday. Would be a great surprise and somebody you all want on this show. That's all I'm going to say about it working on it. Uh, we got our we got our feelers out. We'll see if it happens. That's all I can give you for the rest of the week. Uh, big news today certainly is reported first by Tom Pellicero of the NFL Network. The Lions have signed Zach Ertz to a practice squad contract. They can elevate him from the practice squad to play this coming Sunday. Ertz, of course, three-time Pro Bowler, really good tight end for many, many years with the Eagles. And then the past handful of seasons, has played in Arizona, and of course, his tight ends coach was Steve Hayden, the former Cardinals and Browns tight end, who's now the Lions tight ends coach. So, Brock Wright is injured. Arm was in a sling yesterday post-game. He's out this week. James Mitchell's on injured reserve. You're down to Sam Laporta and Ferkser, all right? Many of you don't even know who Anthony Ferkser is. Heck, I don't know who he is. Played 12 snaps the other day. The Lions need help at tight end, especially with Brock Wright not going to play this week. So you go out and get Zach Ertz, 33 years old, three-time Pro Bowler, is a winning player. And he played this year. Caught 27 balls for the Cardinals. He got hurt in November. They did an injury settlement with him, waived him. He's been rehabbing to get ready, and now he got the phone call. And so Zach Ertz could come off the street, I mean not played in two months, and help the Lions in the NFC championship game. I love the move. Again, he's only 33. We know about his wife, Julie, the famous soccer player, all of that. But Zach Ertz still has some tread on the tires. And, uh, you know, it's a guy that was in the Pro Bowl three times. It's a guy that's played in in big games for Philadelphia for many years in the playoffs. So uh, I love it. I absolutely love it. Zach Ertz is a Detroit Lions. It's it's a much-needed move, and it's a smart move from Brad Holmes. And what what can you say about the job Brad Holmes has done? I I was thinking about this today for a second, the Lions general manager. Um, Brad Holmes traded Matthew Stafford. He got two first-round picks back and Jared Goff. Then he spun one of those first-round picks at number six this year, to trade back to get number 12 and 47 and drafted Jameer Gibbs and Sam Laporta. So he trades Stafford and brings back Goff, Jamo, Laporta, and Gibbs. (laughs) And I think I'm leaving out, what, didn't they get a second round or two? I mean, the list goes on and on. What a move from Brad Holmes. Just fantastic. So that's how you do it. And I was talking to the great Frank DiLorenzo today uh financial um, advisor to the stars on the East side. And, and we were talking about it. This is going to be the norm for a while. This is a young football team built through the draft. <laughs> Amara St. Brown, Panay Sewell, Aiden Hutchinson, Brian Branch. These are cornerstone players. And they're all first, second, third year players. That's awesome. It's not like they went out when Philly signed all those free agents and went for it. This is a young team on the rise. Your quarterback's 29, right? Your running backs are both in their 20s. Amin Raz in his 20s. Jay Mo's in his 20s. Josh Reynolds. I mean, list goes on and on. Young team on the rise. And somehow they lost this Sunday. We, we, we'd we applaud and say great season, but they'll be back next year, the year after that, the year after that. They're not going anywhere, which is uh, pretty sweet. All right, uh, coming up next, we got the PFF grades. I want to talk about Cleet Blakeman a little bit. The Lions have found out who their referee is going to be this week. All of that right here on a Monday edition, a Victory Monday edition of Locked Lions. Locked On Lions today brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? Well, LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Use that purple hashtag hiring frame on LinkedIn Jobs. People know you're hiring. They check out the job that's there. It's awesome. You want to build a great team, find great people on LinkedIn. It's not just another job board. Everybody's on LinkedIn a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. That's why you find uh, great hires on LinkedIn. The process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions. Do apply. All right, so I saw this today from Football Zebras. Yes, Cleet Blakeman is going to be the referee for Sunday's NFC Championship game as your Honolulu Blue and Silver Warriors head out to Santa Clara, California to take on the San Francisco 49ers. This will be the Niners' third straight trip to the NFC title game. Um, Kyle Shannon's done a really good job. Uh, He's terrible at the end of the first half, though. Ultra conservative with his timeouts and everything else, so that'll be an advantage for the Lions. But Cleet Blakeman is going to be the refs, according to footballzebras.com. Now, first time I saw this, I went, oh, gosh, Cleet Blakeman. Do you guys remember Cleet Blakeman? Yes, he officiated the Monday night game, Lions and Raiders, but. It was 2019, Lions-Packers, and that back judge whistles Trey Flowers for not one, but two hands-to-the-face penalties that completely changed the game. Lions got stops against Rodgers and the Packers, but no, Cleet and his crew called Trey Flowers, who had never been whistled ever in his career at that point, hands to the face twice it was known as the trey flowers game lions got robbed it was a believe a monday night game in green bay and uh Cleet blakeman was the official official blakeman is known to be a little bit whistle happy he and his crew we'll see um but that's your referee for sunday the trey flowers game in green bay in 2019 Cleet Blakeman was a ref and now he's the guy again. Look, I said this last week. The Lions got to play through all this stuff, not worry about the officiating. Um it's not like it's Brad Allen <laughs> okay doing the game, but got to throw it out there that uh Cleet Blakeman is in fact the official for the game this Sunday. Now as far as injuries go, the two big ones right now that Dan Kemble touched on today. Uh number 1, Jonah Jackson is um out he had meniscus surgery today and according to all reports the lions believe that he's definitely not going to play this week but that he could be ready for the super bowl because of course the super bowl is three weeks away so that's number one coyote owoshika or owoshika played left guard came in didn't do terribly but when we go over the PFF grades, I'll tell you how what PFF thought of him. But look, Jared Goff, Jared Goff didn't get knocked around once Jonah Jackson left the game. Um, but it's a concern, right? The Lions have been so good all year when they've been healthy left to right across that offensive line with Decker, Jackson, Ragnow, Glasgow, and Panay Sewell. So certainly a blow not having Jonah Jackson for this Sunday's game in San Francisco. As far as Brock Wright is concerned, yes, shoulder injury, arm in a sling, he's out this week. Uh, No word on whether or not he would be back in a couple of weeks if the Lions were in the Super Bowl. That's right, I just said it, Lions and Super Bowl in the same sentence. But that's why the Lions went out and got Zach Ertz, put him on the practice squad for now, but they can elevate him this week if need be. What's interesting about the practice squad and all the elevations and the cuts and Julian Okwara last week, and he's now back in the practice squad, but What was interesting was we thought for sure that James Houston was going to play on Sunday, and he was a a healthy scratch. Um, I had gotten word from a couple of sources that he did not have a great couple of weeks of practice the last couple of weeks and was a little bit lost out there. So the Lions elected not to bring James Houston up. So we'll see if he's activated for this week. The Lions are going to need to get some pressure on Brock Purdy. I thought the Packers did a pretty good job uh, Saturday night in getting some pressure in the face Of Brock Purdy. Lions have caught a break. They have not had to face a mobile quarterback here in the playoffs so far. Matthew Stafford can move, not a mobile quarterback. A Baker Mayfield can certainly run around a little bit, but not a mobile quarterback to the point of uh, a Justin Fields, a Lamar Jackson, a Josh Allen, a Patrick Mahomes. Now this uh, Sunday, Brock Purdy can escape a little bit, but not somebody who tucks and runs a lot. That is something that's hurt the Lions both this year and in the past, whether it was Fields in the Bears games, whether it was Lamar Jackson in the Baltimore game. So a bit of a break there. Um, Also on the injury front, Frank Ragnow, sprained knee and sprained ankle, but you know he's playing Sunday. Come on. That guy is an absolute monster. Didn't even come out of the game. Frank Ragnow. Didn't even come out of the game. The third and one pass play, which was a bad call. Lions had the, uh, the 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 sack of golf. They had to punt. Ragnow came over to the sideline, kept his helmet on, didn't even go in the blue tent. Uh, you know he'll play Sunday. He's one of the best centers, if not the best center, in the NFL, and is an absolute warrior. So that's good news on Ragnow's part. We knew it was a sprained ankle and a sprained knee, but he's going to play. This guy's playing through broken toes. He's played through everything. Meniscus injury. But he will be out there, you can bet on it, um, on Sunday. As far as the Niners are concerned, the big injury, and I think that this will affect gambling markets, I think this will affect what I'm going to do on Thursday when I make my pick on the crossover, is the injury, the shoulder injury suffered on Saturday night uh, by Debo Samuel. You look at that Niners offense and the way they use Debo out of the backfield, in the slot, in motion, jet sweeps, uh, number nineteen in the red uniform is is a, is a beast. He's awesome. You throw him out there with McCaffrey, Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, who was a thousand yard receiver, and of course, of course, another a former first round pick. Um, but the Debo Samuel's shoulder injury that kept him out of the second half of Saturday night's game. Kyle Shanahan said today, still a little bit fuzzy on whether or not he will play this week. They had some tests done, all came back clean. But it sounds like it'll be a game-time decision and almost 50-50 if Debo is out there. That would be a giant loss for the Niners to not have number 19 on the field. He's that good. He's that fast. And these are the top two scoring offenses in the NFL, the Niners and the Lions. Um, you know, A lot of categories are 1-2. San Francisco had a huge year offensively. Brock Purdy's name came up at times during the season for MVP. Um, and then, of course, they had a couple of hiccups during the season where they they struggled a bit, and it, it became Lamar Jackson's show. But without Debo Samuel and some other guys on that team can play, Johnson can play, Juwan Johnson. They got some good players. But without Debo, that offense is different. And we'll talk about it on Thursday with Brian and uh, on the Lions, Lockdown uh, 49ers crossover. So that's the story, at least on the injury front um, here. One other thing I've known, I want to get to the PFF grades uh, momentarily. Dan Campbell said something today, which was interesting. Campbell admitted to kind of botching, taking the knees yesterday in the win over the Bucks. Remember, Lions got the pick from Derek Barnes with like a minute 40 to go or whatever it was. It was just under two minutes left. And... Last week, the Rams had no timeouts left, so Goff just took three knees and it was over. This time around, Todd Bowles did have a timeout left, but he elected not to take it. Campbell could Dan Campbell, I think, could kind of sense that Todd Bowles was thrown in the towel. He had taken his headset off and all this, and so they just took the knees and it was over. When asked about it today, Campbell said, yeah, we kind of got lucky because if We didn't run the clock down long enough on each kneel down with the play clock. And so technically, Bowles could have taken a timeout, forced the Lions to have to either run around, take a safety something, or kick a field goal with hardly any time left. Bowles was asked about it after the game and said, yeah, they were in field goal range and it wouldn't have made a difference. We just let it go. They would have won anyway. Whoa. Wait, what? Wait a minute. Yes, I get it. If you make the Lions kick a field goal, with, let's say six seconds left and they miss, all right, it would have taken a crazy back and forth kind of thing, Jim Caldwell trademark, or a Hail Mary to win. Or that, or at least uh, get you down two because the Lions won 31-23. Bulls elected to go, yeah. We're not going to, we're not even going to try it. But what, what if you block the field goal? What if there's a bad snap? What if there's trouble with the snap and the ball was free? Um, I thought that was really weird coaching by Todd Bowles. And Dan Campbell admitted, I kind of screwed up because I should have, uh, we should have more, t- taken more time on it all. So um, be that as it may, that's what, uh, that's what took place. And the uh, Lions celebrated and, you know, it all worked out, all right. Uh, coming up next, who were the stars from PFF yesterday? Top five and bottom five line performers on offense and defense from Pro Football Focus. We will do that. Uh, coming up next, right here on a Monday Locked On Lions. Today's broadcast of Locked On Lions is brought to you by Fan Duel. Playoffs are here, we're down to the final four. You got college football or college basketball, NBA, NHL. So much going on. You want to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use. There's so many different ways to bet, like live, uh, live same-game parlays. Find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. Over unders, money line, all of that. Get in on the action with FanDuel. They are the best. Visit fanduel.com slash lockdown. That's fanduel.com slash lockdown and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Matt Derry with you on a Monday. Thanks for making us your first listen. Checking us out wherever you get your podcast. It is locked on Lions. Thanks to our everydayers that are out there as well that watch and listen daily. We appreciate you uh, as well. And that includes a Lions free, Chris Druid uh, of Sandler Sales. All right. Pro Football Focus, PFF. They did the grades. We do this each and every Monday. Lions went over Tampa yesterday. Who are the top performers on offense and defense? On defense. Number one, Jalen Reeves Maben, 90.6 grade. JRM has been a godsend this year. Uh, Benito Jones, second at 82.6. Aiden Hutchinson, 76.8, came in third. Levi Own 76.0, and Chauncey Gardner Johnson, 70.4. Those were your top five Lion performers from yesterday's win on defense. Bottom five defenders. Romeo Okwara, ouch, 36.7. Uh, not good. Kirby Joseph, 49.2. Third, Kendall Vildor, third worst, 50.4. Ifiatu Malafonwu, 52.6 grade. And Jack Campbell, 52.9 grade. I've lauded Brad Holmes, and I've said it. He, he's, he should be executive of the year and everything else. I would have taken Kalijah Kanzi That's just me. I told you guys about Kansi. You you, you, you mocked me. All right. Uh, Offensively, top five and bottom five line performers from yesterday's win. Uh, Number one, Panay Sewell, 94.1, including a 97.5 run blocking grade. Holy hell, that's good. Uh, Awesome stuff from Sewell, 94.1. Taylor Decker came in second, 93.6. Jonah Jackson before the injury, 86.1. Jameer Gibbs was fourth at 84.3 grade and Frank Ragnall, the center 79.9 played all 73 offensive snaps. Bottom five line performers on offense. Coyote owoshika 48.4 will be a concern at left guard. No question this week. Hopefully he plays better. David Montgomery 49.6 third worst was Graham Glasgow at 50.8. the, 17th string tight end, Anthony Ferkser, 12 snaps, 54.6. And fullback Jason Cabinda, 55.1. Those are your top five and bottom five Lion performers from yesterday's thrilling playoff victory. Lions have won two playoff games in a season. How about that? Got to go back to 1957. Everything's 1957. Um, last time the Lions did that as they knocked off the Bucks. By the way, if I could do a PFF bottom five performer, and this is a little bit harsh, and I'll probably get in trouble, but whoever the high school kid was on the radio yesterday, on the flagship station, that was on during the post-game show with Stoney, reading scores from the day before and taking forever and only using last names, like, come on, man. Like, I'm in the car. The, the the network post game ends. Here comes Stony, the godfather of sports radio in this town, to do the post game show. And they open up with some high school kid on there reading scores and doing game recaps, not playing any cuts. If you do a game recap, play. Give me some Dan Miller cuts. Let me hear some highlights. It was painful, painful to listen to. So that would have been a, that would have been a PFF bottom five. I know it's a little harsh, but hey. By the way, Tony Romo was brutal yesterday, too. And I saw a lot of complaining about Collinsworth on my Facebook <laughs> from Sunday. So there's that. All right. Uh, surprise guest likely tomorrow. We're working on it. We'll get you the crossover on Thursday. Some other fun things this week. Thanks for making us your first listen, checking us out wherever you get your podcast. It's Locked On Lions, NFC Championship Game Edition all week right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.